everybody. Welcome to our latest journey in Hilchosittis. Um, we are in Simon Yudalad. Just checking. Uh, we might be lucky and finish the Simon today, um, but some very interesting halakhas that will come out of it. Um, perhaps though we can turn back to something we spoke about yesterday, just as a, a point of interest. We said that a child um, can only make sitsis if there's an adult standing behind him and instructing him in the mitzvah of sitsis, in the mitzvah of, of have the shame mitzvah of sitsis. In fact, uh, those uh, learning dafyomi, um, the this uh, issue comes up dafayin gimel, if I'm not mistaken, uh, around uh, the poraduma and doing the, the mitzvah hazor of sprinkling the, the the ashes of the poraduma. Can a child do that? And the Rambam says yes, the child can, can sprinkle the ashes, uh, but only <clears throat> if the adult um, is standing behind him or next to him, uh, because again, it's a mitzvah that needs das. So whether it's tzitzis making, whether it's sprinkling of the poraduma, the ashes of the poraduma, whether it's handing over a get, um, a child needs to have das. <clears throat> so the question is, um, and I'm throwing out there as a question, um, the question is, when we say that... It, uh, when, if a child has an adult standing behind them, teaching them or instructing them that it has to be the shame mitzvah, shame mitzvah sitzis, or the shame mitzvah, any other mitzvah, how does that work exactly? Have we outsourced the das? A child, we say a child doesn't have das, doesn't have understanding. So, so an adult, how does it help that an adult stands behind and says, here's the das, here's the das, you know, here's the understanding. How does that help? It's a very... Um so so that would be so so the, the point being raised here is that a child has a level of understanding intelligence um, it's not quite the same as a um, uh, uh, animal or a machine, sure. right? Or, or if, so that may be. So um, I'm, I'm throwing out a, a, a possible possibility here, but ah, ah, okay, okay. So, <clears throat> so the, the, so perhaps we could say, um, do we look at do we look at the the lack of das of the child in one of two ways? Either the child has no das at all. If effectively, whatever intelligence the child has, until they reach the mitzvah, we don't consider das to be das, you know, and therefore um, it, uh, the child is an extension of the adult, in the same way a machine would be an extension of the adult somehow. Mm-hmm. Or, or do we say that the child has das, has some level of understanding, as you, you mentioned, but perhaps not the requisite shiur, the measure of das. So having somebody stand over him allows him to, as it were, uh, prompt the das, uh, elevate the das in the child for that specific time period. Um, perhaps two ways of which, and, and, and I, I guess the nafkamina, the practical difference between those two approaches would be, well, if it's a machine in front of the person, uh, you cannot raise the das of a machine by standing behind it. Uh, it would have to be the, the, the machine, the, if the machine works to create sitsis or to bake matzah, um, you're not imparting das, you to impart das into the machine, you are um, if the machine becomes an extension of you only, that would be, um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a 
Carlson usually comes with, uh, in a certain category, you know, various places like Cherish, Shorter. That's right. Um, <coughs> do we look at that in this? The, I mean, I, I think um, Shorter's probably a, a Cherish. So, um, I, 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 we haven't got to it yet. We might get to it. Um, but uh, just, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to recap a little bit on, on this, this idea of a, um, an adult standing behind a child. How does that actually work? And, and uh, it probably needs a bit more in-depth investigation, but it was something I've been thinking about um, um, over the course of the past, past while. Mm. Um, in any event, we turn our attention to Halacha Gimel, so Sif Gimel, and away from intent, uh, but uh, certainly, again, around um, acquisition. We know that for an object, uh, a garment rather, to be chayv and sitzis, it has to be owned. You have to own that object. Um, so, if, so what other mechanisms in lieu of full ownership? I didn't go and buy this sitzis, but I'm borrowing it from a friend. I'm borrowing it and they've given it to me to use. At what point can I be said to own that garment and therefore obligation on me for sitzis? And that's what the law states. Hashoyel machavero talis she'edim mitzuyeses. He borrows from his friend the talis uh, that is not doesn't have sitzis on it. Potem melhatil bot sitzis kol shloshim yom. So he said, repeating yesterday, that if he holds it for thirty days, he is exempt from putting sitzis uh, on it. Dichsev kesuscha. The pasuk says it has to be your ksus, your garment, below shalachem, not of somebody else, not somebody else's garment. But after the 30-day period, uh, a person is obligated to put scissors on this, this garment belonging to his friend, rabbinically. Why? It appears like it is his. Let's see the Shulchan Aruch uh, explained by the Mishnah Borah. So we'll see Cotton Tess. Uh, Potter, borrowing it within 30, for a 30-day period, uh, he's exempt. Hamatil But... If he, in fact, does, if he chooses to, thanks very much. Thanks, Rafi, for your sitsis. Um I don't think you haven't put it on yet. I'm going to put them on myself, even though I only want to use it for a day. Um, if he places sitsis on, on his friend's beggit, nothing, nothing lost by that. Kamonoshim, meaning that he can put sitsis on and, and fulfill the mitzvah entirely. Kamonoshim. In the same way that women, what do we mean? So women, she yocholos levorecha mitzvah ase, she has man grumma. They can... Uh, cause the mitzvah to be incumbent upon themselves, even if it's a mitzvah, assay, a positive mitzvah, that is time bound. That normally, that, um, um, that and as the, the Mishnah says, Asher um, Shepeturos, that normally they would be exempt from such a mitzvah. They can bring the mitzvah upon themselves and fulfill the mitzvah. Um, and it's a, similarly, a person borrowing his friend's t- um, garment can put scissors on it and fulfill the mitzvah of scissors that way. Umimela, and therefore, we don't say that during this 30-day period, putting scissors on this garment actually creates a burden that he would have to carry through the public thoroughfare. No, the scissors now are, are, are entirely correctly placed and are considered, um, one can go out into a public thoroughfare wearing this garment with the scissors on it. Why? The scissors are considered a, um, a beautification of the garment. However, if he borrows the sitzis, that's right, the, the garment <coughs> for thirty days, for one thirty days, and he's chayiv midirabonon, says the Mishnah Bura, uh, um, to put um, the shacharon chodes midirabonon, he's chayiv to put sitzis on it. Sikot and yud, and he must make a broch on it. 
uh, even though it's a mitzvah he may still make a brach on this, this garment. But Soicha, now we've, we've spoken about a shoyel, somebody who borrows an item. What about somebody who rents? Somebody who rents a talis. I'm not sure where you rent a talis from, but um, you can rent a talis. If you rent a talis, dinu kashoyel. The din, his, the, the din is just like a shoyel. Um, so if you rent it for another 30 days, then presumably you don't have to put scissors on it. Shemochiach kein mitosvus, minochus, mendalad, modalaf. That this is proven from Tosfos in Menachos. And the, the Itur, another Rishon uh, I saw, explains or writes, Perhaps renting is different because there's the transaction of money. You're not just borrowing it, you're, you're renting it. Perhaps, the, uh, there's, there's, perhaps, according to the Itur, there's a greater Kenyan in the item, even if it's for a period of time. So he's in Sophic, he's in doubt. In any event, uh, after 30 days, you put your scissors on this, this garment and you make a brocha. You make a brocha on it. There are those that are trained. Now, so uh, there's an extra condition here that we're going to learn. So the, the misdoma, um, from the, the, the simple language of the Shulchan um, Aruch, it's enough that you borrow the talis from your friend. Mishabrua adds here, though, there are some that say um, that brocha, he only makes a brocha, and if, if the item is given beferish explicitly, but matona almanas lahachzir, is given to him as a matona, as a gift, on condition that he returns it. In the same way that a lulav lesrug on sukkas, if, if you don't have your own, you borrow from your friend, um, they give it to you explicitly as a gift, on condition that you return it. Mm-hmm. So it's fully yours as a gift the whole time that, that you're using it, uh, but please return to me afterwards, fully. But most of the achronim say this is not really necessary, and they hold like the shulchan aruch. But atamhu, the reason is that you don't need this explicit permission from the lender to the borrower. It's given on the assumption. I mean, the person doesn't just lend a talis uh, to to, uh, to keep them warm. A talis is given for a mitzvah of talis, a mitzvah of sitzis. So that's the, you don't need to say, I'm giving it to you to perform the mitzvah. That's, it's understood. Um, and since he can't make a brach unless it actually is, has some, he has some kind of ownership of it, it's as if he gave it to him as a gift, without saying it, it's as if he did it anyway. So it's true, though, says even though perhaps not absolutely required, it is like if you do want to use a pair of sitsis or metallis uh, for the mitzvah purpose, uh, um, then one should say, Are you giving it to me as a gift uh, on condition I return it? Um, but if you didn't do that, uh, the acronym seems to say that you're not absolutely required to, that it's on the understanding that's given to you for that purpose. And you have a, an acquisition the whole time you're using it. This is specifically for a talis um, that designated for the mitzvah purpose. But if we're talking about a garment that is generally for wearing, but it just happens to be that the majority of it is open and therefore is obligated in sitsis. Osimbos sitzis for lo nasa bishvul mitzvah sitzis, and the sitzis were placed on it not because of the mitzvah sitzis, but because you cannot wear this item unless it has sitzis on it. 
then v'chein im shoyim talis. So, so um, yeah, and, and so, so in, in that case, v'chein im shoyot talis la'alus the Torah. He borrowed the talis from his friend to go up to the Torah, or lavor lifnei atevo, or to 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 daven from. Uh, from the Omad, all the Duchen, or as a Karyan, and he wants the Duchen. So here, he's not wearing the, the garment because of a mitzvah purpose. Uh, he's wearing it for just uh, the Kovod Sibro, the, the honor for the, the, the community. One therefore would not make a brach in such a case. That um, perhaps the intent of the, the lender. Is 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 in, certainly in the first case that he should have some clothing to wear, but not specifically that he needs to fulfil a mitzvah, and therefore um, not uh, that he should acquire it. There are those that disagree with this, and they argue the whole gavnim mevorachin. In all these cases, one makes a bracha. and therefore the derechaim rise. The yosetov sheyachavin b'chol elu shelo liknos. In order to remove yourself from a, from a doubt, therefore you should have in mind not to acquire the garment. You're just literally borrowing it, literally just using it. And therefore, if you haven't acquired it in any form, then when, when it's not yours, therefore you can't make a broch on it. But it's, it's got scissors on it, so you can wear it. Why? So you avoid problems of some saying, yes, you make a broch, so you shouldn't. According to everybody, you don't make a broch in such a case. The tasteful, and this is just, um, uh, uh, with the exception of a, of a talis, they are borrowing to daven in, and and um, so where a person is just going up from the omad to daven the omad and in front of the sibrol, or going to from to the Torah, they wouldn't make they borrow their friend's talis would make a brocha, but where they're using it to, to fulfill the mitzvah of, of talis during the davening, then they would. Now, all of this talks is an, uh, borrowing from a specific individual. And here's my favourite halacha, as I said yesterday. Not really a favourite halacha, there's lots of halacha, it's my favourite, but uh, of great interest to me, um, because I think there's, uh, there's, quite, there's much to be said about it. Um, the shul talis, the famous shul talis. Do you make a brocha when you borrow the shul talis to go up uh, for a leel Torah? Uh, like our telesim, that we have a, a box of them, uh, or a drawer of them, or a shelf of them uh, in the shul. Shock horror. Uh, the Mishnah Bura Paskins, one makes a brocha on a shul talis if one uses it. Um, even if you've just been asked to wear it. To daven from the omad, to, to be the shliach sibur, or that lose the Torah, or somebody calls you up from the leah, according um, to Mr. Burra, you make a brach on the talis from the from the shul. Mishum the talis shel because the reason is adaited the hachi kanuhu mitchilo. The shul purchase or have these talisim with the specific and explicit intent that they should be used for mitzvah purposes and used and they should be acquired by the person at the time that they wear it for the mitzvah. And anyone wears it, it's his or hers. So, um, and I'm just looking at the digital notes here. So he says, and even if even if he has in mind not to acquire the talis 
that it should become his uh, in order to go up to the to, to, to the, uh, the the omad or to familia mavor le kamen psachtvorov in a lady simantif tov kuf pe aluf shein moil that that doesn't help so um, the the opinion of dirshon in mishnah bru is mishnah bru is quite strong that one would make a brocha um, even if one's wearing it just for nalia kamo be esrog says mishnah bru so. Um, See what I said in the in the name of the Sharia Ephraim. Now, the Minig, though, does not seem to be like the Mishnah Bura. I mean, there are those who probably will follow the Mishnah Bura. Um, and, what I, I, and if one has intent to, to, to wear the, the um, to fulfill the mitzvah of Tzitzis, when one borrows the, 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 the talis of the Sibur, of the, the Kehila, um, even if it's to go up to, to the Torah or to Duch, and then one can make a brocha and fulfill the mitzvah that way of the talis. Um, but if one has in mind not to fulfill the mitzvah, one is just purely doing it for the cover of the sibor, um, and one hasn't, then, then it, it seems to be the prevailing minig is, is unlike the Mishabura in this. Um, but one can certainly rely on the Mishabura if, uh, if one wants to, to make a brocha, um, because he seems to be quite strong on that. So, so it's a good question, and, and it does play into it a bit. So when we say that a daita lahachi kanuhu, in other words, the uh, the the handhol of the shul bought or acquired these talesim for the purposes of giving them to to who? Anybody in the shul that comes to daven um, from the omud or uh, goes from nia? Probably yes. Um, but you're right. If certainly for the members, the members have a part ownership, perhaps in any way, from, because they give fees uh, to the uh, to the shul. Um, but it, that does play into it. Does, you know, it does does and being a member create a greater sense of ownership of, of the shul to listen. Right. Um, let us continue. The the um, back into the Ramon now. For Imhir, so this talis he's he's got hold of thirty days. For zero toshloshim, if he returns it to the owner within thirty days, v'chosa v'locho. And then um, he leaves it a day, and, and, then, and then the next day he says, "Well, can I please borrow your talis again?" Um, perhaps the, uh, the the lender will be generous and lend it out. Um, however, Einu Mitzorif that that those two periods of lending do not join together to form the thirty days or thirty-one days. Uh, a new period kicks in on the, the second borrowing. Um, we require thirty con- consecutive or continuous days to create the obligation um, of a brocha, of putting the scissors on and, and, and making a brocha. Um, continuing in the Shulchan Aruch, um, he borrowed this, this, this garment when it was, in fact, had scissors on it. So even though he's borrowing it, he hasn't bought it, he doesn't um, have a receipt for it, um, he's borrowing it from his friend, uh, if it has scissors on it, 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 um, borrowing is considered to be um, a it's as if he said it, he's given it to him for the purpose and therefore he can make a bracha straight away. Says the Mishnah Bura in Sifkot Yud Base, Miyat, he makes the bracha immediately. Ayan Simon Tof Reish Nun Ches, see over there. Linian Luluv, regarding the midst of Luluv, Uprimagodim Shom, and the Primagodim there. And there we learn, it relates back to our uh, topic. 
Gam kens et troich laach zero van nosim bismano. Ah, so a person borrows a luluf um, with the condition of matona al manachs laach zero, or a sitzes talis with the same presumption, he has to return it in its right time. Hainu, that means im hayom yotzabor balo, if the owner has fulfilled his obligation with it, his mitzvah with it, yoshev lo alkoponim lemocha, he has to give it back to him the next morning. The next day, Kodem at Philip before davening, in order that uh, the original owner can fulfill his obligation on day two, whether it's Titsis or Lulav uh, Nesrug. But if he, if he says thanks, I'll, he doesn't actually return it to him. And the lender has no other talis. Uh, then, then retroactively, the, the act of giving as a gift is almost undermined and reversed. And we don't therefore say that the borrower has uh, the din of belonging to him. Even if he's wearing a, a, a tzitzis. That the, the original lender didn't give it to him with, a, with a, just an unconditional, you have it for as long as you need it, to never give it back to me. The, 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 the condition was, you can have it for your mitzvah, it's yours to do today. I want, I'll need it back tomorrow, I've got no other tzitzis. If he doesn't get back to him tomorrow, then it uproots and overturns the original das, uh, and therefore the, 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 the borrower has failed in his mitzvah ultimately. This is not uh, like the, the Sniv Chaim writes. It's also explained there. After he, he um, fulfills his mitzvah with it, he has to return it and give it back to its owner. But as a gift, shall buy him in order that it should belong, it should become again returned to the owner as uh, full ownership. Shahari because it became his. The, 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 the borrower, as it were, it became a temporary under his temporary ownership. He has to return ownership, full ownership back to the original lender. And it's 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 quite straightforward. This should be the case in our case. What, what happens if he borrows a talis? Um, and in, in doing so, um, he managed to tear uh, tear off a number of the sisis. Or shall um, or even one of the sitsis um, when it was in the, in, in the, um, uh, the, the with the borrower even if it, even it was by um, not even by accident it was uh, force majeure it was um, it had no it, 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 it was beyond his control and therefore he hasn't returned exactly what he borrowed so so if he borrowed the item and some terrible occurrence happened, all the scissors fell off uh, through an accident or even through ones, um, if he returns it in a state of comp- being possible, um, he himself has not retroactively fulfilled his mitzvah. Ein simon tofresh nun ches, sif dalud, see that simon, ubechidish rebekivega shom, and what rebekivega says there. Um, I think we shall um, let's see that. Let's see if Dalit will come out to tomorrow. We'll see the Mishnah on that. Mutalitol talis chaveru levorechaleho. It's permitted to take. So here, in, in, in the Sif before we had borrowing, borrowing a talis. Here, the talis is lying on the on the shul table. 
uh, at the person's place. Are you allowed to take it? The Shulchan Aruch says you can. Yes, you can. You can take the, uh, the, um, the talis and make a broch on it. But he must fold it and return it to him folded. Um, says the says the um, A person can also borrow tefillin, and then must return them, I guess, folded afterwards. I will also the below daito. It's prohibited to to prohibited to learn from uh, his friend safer without his knowledge. A person has to ask explicit permission uh, to borrow something safer. Why? We're worried about sforim being torn, pages being torn um, through, through learning from them. So even though the, the Mr. Bro tell us that a person likes to do mitzvahs, likes to allow others to do mitzvahs with his money, <coughs> uh, there's a limit. Uh, you can do a mitzvah with my money, uh, but don't destroy my money. Um, so uh, explicit permission must be given for uh, use of sforim. But the talis and tefillin, a person can borrow even without asking permission as long as they return it in the way that it was, uh, he found it. I think we'll stop here. And we'll return to the Mishnah Bureau on Sif Dadad tomorrow. Thank you, everybody.